Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it shot. Oh, baby, what a play. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the Chiefs' huge win against the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship game. Joe, the Chiefs are Super Bowl bound again. When they're scuffling late in the season, I don't think I would have guessed that this team would make it back, but I should know better than to doubt Patrick Mahomes, to doubt Andy Reid, and the rest of this team. I mean, Jeff, uh, we talked about this, what, two podcasts ago where we felt like going into this Buffalo game, going into the Buffalo divisional game that the Chiefs were peaking, right? Mm -hmm. We kind of threw that term out there, right? Um, And we felt like their best talent-wise was definitely better than the Bills' best even though the Bills were the hot – at that point, I feel like the Bills were the hottest team in the NFL. That's my opinion. I just think the streak that they were on, and they proved – you know, the Chiefs proved in that game that at their best, you know, they can pretty much beat – they can beat anybody, right? Even mm-hmm. even like the hottest team in the NFL. And, you know, I think a lot of people had their doubts going into this Baltimore game, whether or not they were going to be able to, to do it, right? I mean, Baltimore's resume was fantastic. I mean, they – and it wasn't even it wasn't it wasn't Dolphins fantastic, right? I mean, they had beaten some teams, Jeff. I mean, you know, they had whooped up on the 49ers. Um, you know, they had they had a, a very, very good resume going. They had a quarterback who, from an objective point of view, I felt like has become a quarterback, right? Yeah. We we always talked about Lamar Jackson in the past. He was kind of like a running back in a quarterback's body, whatever you want to call, however you want to use that analogy. And, you know, I really felt like going into this game, he had become a quarterback. And, and I think, I I just think that, you know, the way the chiefs played the defensive package that coach Spags put together Patrick's efficiency. um, Yeah. They didn't score, you know, they only scored 17 points, but you know, they didn't score in the second half, but man, his efficiency of managing that game and the special throws that he made at the right time and the catches that Travis made showed their chemistry. Like it just all came together for this team, you know, as they progressed throughout the, the end of the season. And they needed they needed that, right? The big their biggest hole, their biggest gap was at receiver. And it really feels like, you know, that's kind of coming together right now. And um, I think I think everybody has to be happy with with how that receiving core um, played in in the game, yeah, MVS with the the, the game seal the, to ice the game. There, a guy who was much maligned, uh, and, and you mentioned the no points in the second half. I mean, that's a little bit of a concern for the, the Super Bowl. But Mahomes said after the game, he was finally he had been asked about this. He was finally kind of honest. He's like, you know, I know the defense we have. Mahomes, as great as he's always been, has really kind of matured. That he's. He he knows how good a defense he's playing with, so he's he was ultra conservative. He threw passes away, didn't take any chances. Just said, you know, I'm gonna ride with this defense. So, which a very smart game by him. And Joe, he started out like you said, he started out amazing. He just eleven they, for eleven. They got him, 
11, like you said, 11 straight completions. They jumped on the Ravens from the start, got a lead, and and went and rolled from there. Kelsey was so animated. He had, you know, his body language during some of the season, he didn't look like the Kelsey, you know, dancing and celebrating. He was awesome. He made that incredible diving catch on a play where uh, Mahomes was throwing it away. He had two fourth down conversions and a touchdown just in the first half. And, of course, the defense was incredible. They held the Ravens to one score until about three minutes left, Joe. Uh, that said, there is something that I need to get off my chest, Joe. I don't know what the Ravens were doing. They had the best running game, literally the number one rushing offense in the NFL. And Gus Edwards got three carries, and Justice Hill got three carries. Six total rushes for running backs. And it's not like the margin was ever out of whack. And the Chiefs had just been gashed last week on the run uh, by the Bills. Um it seemed like the Ravens were trying to make Lamar a drop back passer against an elite pass defense against an elite elite pass defense and just having him a drop back. All credit goes to the Chiefs. Their defense was so good. Joe, I I, I don't understand what the Ravens were doing. Jeff, that's a really great point, and and I agree with you. I don't know whether they just don't know whether they just lost their ability to see the forest for the trees like they were so maybe caught up in in the details of the game that they that they didn't really um didn't really see you know what what was happening um from a big picture perspective right and how this game you know was was turning out i mean i agree with you jeff i mean gus edwards was averaging probably i don't know 10 15 carries a game going into that game um i mean he had 810 yards coming into into that into that game or for the season and it's like you're right what were they thinking like they just they lost i I don't know big game syndrome i guess we could call it right like they just got into the big game and tried to be something that they weren't and and I that's what I that's what I was gathering as I watched that game. It just seemed like they were floundering with their game plan. And 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 I, I got to say, you know, I, I and I think J- John Harbaugh is a really good coach. I think he's got a mm-hmm. great rapport with his players. It just he looked like a deer in the headlights. Um, you know, they were focused on complaining about calls. They were focused on taunting. They were focused yeah. on you know kickers putting their helmet down in the warm up zone, like. It just seemed like they were focused on the wrong thing. And I don't know. Maybe they felt like they could throw their helmets out there a little bit. I hate to say it. I mean, you know, they're all professionals and these are professional football players. But, you know, that was the sense that I got, that they their swagger out sort of outweighed their performance, so to speak. It's Super Bowl time, and the road to Vegas involves the Chiefs and 49ers. Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Joe, it's kind of funny that according to Bet Online, the 49ers are favored by two, and the 49ers are a really good team on both sides of the ball. But I'm kind of wondering at this point, who is betting against, like, we know how good Mahomes like, who is hammering the 49ers? I would think you've got to be betting Mahomes and the Chiefs. 
Yeah, I think I think the only thing Jeff the, the Chiefs probably have going against them right now from a betting line is the fact that the 49ers put up 34 points on a pretty right. darn good Detroit team. Yeah. Um, and they did a lot of it in the second half. And I think, I think that's get, probably got something to do with it that, that people watched the react, like, um, the reaction and the adjustments that they made at halftime, you know, going down 24 to seven, but, but not losing faith and not losing hope. I, I think that's probably the one thing that is, is keeping, you know, them on the favorite column or in the favorite column. From a, from a point spread perspective, was their their ability to shut the Lions down in the second half and to score that many points in in the second half, and, and I think that's probably what early on, right? We're still, you know, we're almost we're still almost two weeks out, right? I think that's probably why these initial lines are coming in that way is they're just kind of going off of the fact that you know, for all intents and purposes, the Chiefs on paper. They're, that they, the game was not an off they weren't an offensive juggernaut right i mean they 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 put together a very efficient game plan they did what they had to do defensively they shut down you know one of the top offenses in the league and that's go, that they have that going for them i think but i think overall i think the betting line is probably leaning towards the fact that the 49ers and i'm going to air quote this seem a little bit more explosive right mm-hmm. now than the chiefs and I think that's kind of the gut heart that people are betting with and, and why we'll see that line hang out there for a while until people really start to dig in to the details of this game um, and the details of the past games that 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 they've all played. Um, and, and I think, you know, God, Jeff, thinking about some of the unbelievable efforts that happened in that game, we could spend five podcasts talking about it, right? And I know we'll, we'll probably spend a lot of today talking about the, the Ravens game and spend more of next week's talking about the mm. San Francisco game. And cause there's so many storylines we have to talk about, you know, the Nick Allegretti story, right? I mean, my, 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 my buddy, my Italian Goomba, Paisan, number 73 <laughs> touchdown catching lineman. You know, it's like, he was, he was so emotional. I get, I get, I get beclemped and, and tear, I choked up thinking about, him talking at the end of the game and then, and then, and in Nick Allegretti fashion, turning it back to Joe Tooney and how much, and how much he has meant to the team and, and, and not even focusing on his own performance that, you know, was a game winning, you know, performance against the number one rushing defense and the number one sack defense in the NFL. And, and Nick Allegretti goes out and has a game like that. What does he talk about? His teammates like that, that tells you about the culture Mm -hmm. of this team. And, and the types of players that they have in the locker room um, and the fact that they've got incredible players who are reserves. You know, these guys are not backups. They are reserves because Nick Allegretti could be starting on any team in the NFL right now. And and I just think, to me, that's just so cool that a guy like that can do that and, and hear him talk about his teammates. So I, that's just one, Drew Tranquil, another, we could do a whole podcast just on these 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 reserves that that filled in. Um, Tranquil you know, was amazing. He played right? as well as any defensive player. He he got pressure. He he did a little spying, I think, you know, because Willie Gay would have. I think Chanel did some spying too, but he was fantastic. What a free agent signing he was. Oh, I mean, the, the, the beef up of the roster that they went through. I mean, look, we know that when the Chiefs had that debacle 
at offensive line in that Super Bowl, you know, after having an offensive line that really was made up, and we've used this term before, Jeff, the, the Chiefs offensive line historically in the Brett Beach era has always had eight starters. They those the, the three guys that were the core backups for Kansas City are they are starters, man. They are not backups. These these are these are reserves. These are players who could be starting. Justin Watson's another story of a guy who could have gone somewhere else. You know, look, we don't know how long Justin Watson's career is going to be, right? He he's he's all see, you know, he's he's not Tyreek Hill, you know, he's not Calvin Ridley, right? He's he's Justin Watson, the solid wide receiver from Penn, right? And and here's a guy that could have cashed out and you know, playing off of the Chiefs Super Bowl win, being a part of the Mahomes Super Bowl team, the Brady Super Bowl team, right? He's got pedigree now of players he's been around. He could have cashed out, probably made significantly more money in the offseason if he not, if he didn't resign with Kansas City. Boom. What does he do? Signs with Kansas City, right? He 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 wants to come back and play here and be a part of the squad. To me, that says everything about the culture of this team and the players that they have and that they can count on the Justin Watsons and the Nick Allegretti's and the Drew Tranquils who didn't really come here as a starter. We knew Drew was going to come in and, and get some rotation because of the, you know, sort of the, the four, 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 you know, the four, two, five defense that they run or whatever with having more athletic linebackers. But, you know, nonetheless, it, it just, I don't know, I guess I'm getting fired up right now thinking about the the chemistry on this team and and the players that they have that are that are filling roles right now, and it's pretty pretty darn amazing. Yeah, I don't know where this team would be without Drew, Drew Tranquil because Nick Bolton missed a lot of time. He filled in very capably, and then mm -hmm. during the playoffs, Willie Gay missed a lot of time, and Tranquil filled in for him. He was supposed to be kind of a backup guy, and he ended up basically being a starter. And your point about Justin Watson, Joe, is interesting. He had um, he had that great special teams play where he downed it. Yes. Uh, on the on the one, I mean that's that's what he is. Like he just he's a dependable guy. And you look at the just difference. The Lions 49ers game. There's a play where the Lions player was just on the white, ended up being a touchback. Just we it's a cliche to say a game of inches, but a big difference. Uh, Literally, right and there. you know, and and Clyde Edwards Alaire, Jeff. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring yeah. up what his contribution to this team and what he must be bringing to the locker room now, right now is a guy who, you know, look, I'm not trying to, I don't mean anything negative by this, but he's a guy that, you know, got beat out. Like he, he, he got snubbed. I mean, you know, by, by Isaiah Pacheco, but he seems to have an energy when he's in there and a desire to do well, even though he knows, he knows he's not the number one guy anymore. And, and to me, that just, again, it's one more culture moment for this team uh and we could go up and down the roster and look at the players that that are a part of it i i, I think it's pretty magical i mean i'm not saying look i don't want to get caught up in the hype right now that that this is a team of destiny but you know they're they're pulling together right now the way that the 49ers got to be like thinking mm, yeah we might be a two-point favorite but man we are going to be in for a dogfight uh come super bowl sunday not only the culture, Joe, but some you always like to talk about championship DNA. And I think you really saw that on Sunday. Uh, first of all, the Chiefs kept their component. They either Kelsey intentionally kind of riled uh, some Ravens up, which is smart. He he drew uh, a 15-yard penalty. Very wise 
veteran move. And you saw that championship DNA that you you saw. They, the Chiefs always kept the composure where the Ravens didn't. The, that was a big yeah. part of the game. And the Chiefs, I, I just, they did exactly what they had to do. They deferred ball. They stopped the Ravens to go three and out. Again, questionable play calling on, on their behalf. I don't know why you just run right into the line with Justice Hill, very first play. You know, no creativity, no no movement, no bootleg, no anything. But more importantly, the Chiefs stopped them, and the Chiefs then, those scripted plays, they were so sharp. They knew they had to get a lead on the Ravens. They did that. They jumped out on them, and then all the pressure shifted to the Ravens, who kind of cracked under that, where the Chiefs kept their um, composure. Uh, Joe, yeah. one last thing before we jump back. I know there's more Ravens things to talk about. We mentioned a two-point um, uh, betting line by the Niners. You, you were, I think we're both going to be projecting the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. It's just I, I've learned my lesson. I, I actually thought the Bills <laughs> and the Ravens, both those teams would beat the Chiefs, but the, the Chiefs have this championship DNA. I can't bet against Reed and Mahomes again. But, boy, this is really going to be a tough game. When I was breaking it down, you know, the Super Bowl 54 was a pretty tough matchup against the Niners. They were ahead in the fourth quarter, 20 to 10. And I think this, looking at this roster, I think this Niners team is better than that team. I think um, Brock Purdy is is probably better than Jimmy Garoppolo. They have Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. who they did. They have Trent Williams. Um, Brandon, I, I was really Debo impressed Samuel. with Debo Samuel. I was really impressed with Debo Samuel. He was running hard after catch, he man. Run- he he. He was putting his shoulder down, and I know he's hurt and he's had some injuries, but he he was playing to win that game. I mean, I'm I was really impressed with Debo Samuel. That's gonna that's gonna be a great matchup. It's gonna be a great matchup, but he did play in Super Bowl Fifty Four, but he was just a rookie. He he's a better player now. So I'm looking at this team, and there's like this is a really good, and I think the, the Chiefs' defense is better than it was in Super Bowl Fifty Four. Though that was an underrated unit. I think they're. Offense is worse, but I'm looking at that. I'm like, man, this is gonna be this is gonna be a dogfight. Well, Jeff, being from Philadelphia, you know, I would force you to root or not root for, but pick the Niners because in Philadelphia we live on like I don't know what word I'm looking for, but like mojo. And and like so like what in, in, in Philly, like if you don't wear your green socks and the, and you wore them for like two or three wins and then they lose and you didn't wear them, it's your fault that you that the Eagles lost the game. So like I might ask you as a Philadelphian to actually pick the 49ers at some point because I don't want to disrupt the mojo that we have going right. by you picking the other teams and then the Chiefs winning because if the Chiefs don't win and you pick the Chiefs, we're all going to come back to you and say, Jeff, you should have right. picked the 49ers. So we're like that in Philly. No we live on tradition <laughs> and we, we live on jinxes. So <laughs> jinx, Yeah, we got to yeah. reverse that. Well, we're going to take a brief break here and then more on uh, this matchup. Uh, Joe, so what were some other just takes from this incredible game from uh, uh, Chiefs-Ravens? Because it it was – it's funny. You know, it was a, like three points scored in the second half, but it was still a lot of exciting plays. And still, uh, what a what a huge win, um, obviously, to go back back to the Super Bowl for the Chiefs. Yeah, two things, Jeff. Um, I know that really, you know, um, really stuck out with me was – 
and I think I actually put it in all caps when I texted you at one point when they were backing Lamar Jackson up and he just kept running backwards and backwards and backwards. And I, I think it was mush rush. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, I think I put it in all caps with two exclamation points because I'm telling you, the Chiefs gave him very, very few seams and and to run into. And I, I was really happy with the way that they were very disciplined in their rush. And Chris Jones put his sack totals aside and basically said, I'm we're not gonna let it happen. You know, we're not gonna rush upfield too hard. I mean, you know, when when Karloftis was was rushing upfield, you could almost see that he was stopping a little bit as he was coming up around the corner because he knew if he went any further that that you know uh, Lamar Jackson might find that seam in the pocket and he just kind of slowed himself down I think it was a tremendous amount of discipline on that defensive line's front to keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket and not go for the big sexy sack right because that's you know that's what everybody wants to do in a game like that they want to get that sack and you know, make that happen. And, and I think that was critical to the defense's success besides of course the great coverage, because there was a lot of times where Lamar had a lot of time in the pocket. He just couldn't find anybody. So that was number two, you know, the fact that, that, you know, if you have a disciplined mush rush like that, and you're going to throw a spy in there occasionally, and you're going to lose that linebacker in coverage, you got to be airtight. And I think they were airtight in their coverage. And so hats off to the way that defense played. Because I, I really do think that, you know, that whole whole adage, you know, offense wins games and defense wins championships. And and and, and if you want to consider that a championship game that got them to the Super Bowl and winning the AFC championship, that was a defensive championship win. Joe, um, great point about the mush rush. My mom reached out to me and she asked, what is a mush rush. I tried to explain <laughs> it. I didn't do a good job. So for her sake and for maybe some other new listeners, we've talked about it a lot. I'll just tell tell these listeners and particularly Mrs. Fedot what okay, Mrs. Mom, in, uh, if, I, if I can say if I can say <laughs> mom instead of Mrs. Fedot. Um you know the mush rush Jeff is is when your defensive line okay picture a four person defensive front two defensive tackles over the guards two defensive ends or edge rushers whatever you want to call them right so you got the four down linemen let's forget about the spy now and just go with the linemen and you know in in most cases when you're playing against a quarterback who is not mobile okay and you're playing against we'll call it a Tom Brady right I mean he could get around the pocket but he was he wasn't going to beat you with his legs right when you John Elway to a certain degree, Joe Montana to a certain degree. You know, when you're playing against a quarterback like that, your first instinct is to rush those defensive tackles up the field as fast as you can to get penetration and get in the quarterback's face. And at the same time, as the quarterback is dropping back anywhere from five to seven to nine yards, right? Your defensive ends are rushing upfield as fast as they can because they want to collapse the pocket around the quarterback. But what happens in those cases, if you picture those four players going up the field as fast as they can, you're going to get seams in the pocket, right? And it's either going to be over the center, it's going to be off tackle as you watch, you know, those defensive players rushing up field as fast as they can. As, as, as players are going up the field on defense, there's going to be a place for the quarterback to step up into the pocket. 
And when you're in man coverage, you know, defensive backs are running off and linebackers are running off. So all of a sudden there's a huge gap from where the, where the ball started at the line of scrimmage to say anywhere from, you know, seven to nine to 10 yards deep, because you're, if you're running, you know, patterns that are deep, you're, you're, you're running your, your defensive players who are in coverage, you're running them off the ball, so to speak. And what does that do? That leaves huge gaps for the quarterback to run. And that's Lamar Jackson's magic. That's Patrick is fantastic at pressing the line of scrimmage. Josh Allen is fantastic at pressing the line of scrimmage. And if you're not disciplined and slow yourself down and keep Lamar from finding those seams, you've got to methodically rush the passer and slow everything down. And as you saw, they, there wasn't a whole lot of huge sack plays in the game, right? There wasn't a lot of get Lamar getting hit after the after he threw the ball like because they were so disciplined in, in, in their rush. And it's almost as if you're spying with your defensive lineman. Then you add in, you couple in the fact that if you throw a linebacker spy in there, you really close it down. And, and, and when you do spy, it does give you a little bit more of an opportunity to rush a little bit harder at the quarterback because you know you've got that safety net of an athletic linebacker who's mirroring the quarterback who's in the pocket. So hopefully for Mrs. Fedot, and that kind of explained a little bit without using visuals or drawing up the X's and O's um, or, or doing a video, um, you know, telestrator. Great tutorial by Professor Valerio. You mentioned somebody that you wouldn't have to mush rush, Joe Montana. It was great fun seeing your former quarterback present the trophy to the 49ers uh, when they won on Sunday. Uh, Joe Montana is still, in my book, a candidate for um, GOAT. Certainly Tom Brady, I think most people would say. But Joe, Mahomes is 28. This is his fourth Super Bowl. We're getting close to like goat territory. Like, you know, Tom Brady's seven Super Bowl rings, which just seem un seemed unheard of. That doesn't seem so out of the question, so unattainable anymore, right? For Mahomes. Absolutely, Jeff. I mean, he's definitely the goat of today. I mean, come on. If you you know, let's let's go modern day goat, right? Not that Tom wasn't modern, he just retired, you know, a year and a half ago, but like I mean, he's a he's the modern day goat, right? Come on, throw it out there. Anybody wants to challenge who's had a better run, going to you know four Super Bowls in in the last five years and and going to six straight AFC championships? I mean, come on, like it's I don't care, I don't care. I, I whether or not I mean, and and more power to Lamar Jackson winning the MVP. I think he's great, and and you know and Josh Allen is fantastic, and you've got these young stars coming up through the ranks and you know Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and 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 all these great quarterbacks the resurgence of uh you know of uh of um Baker Mayfield right like all these young aggressive quarterbacks like I can't think of anybody right now even though you've got other players who are MVP type candidates getting to the Super Bowl is the ultimate prize Jeff and right now Patrick is he's the modern day goat and and he going to this game definitely puts him into the stratosphere with you know the the Peyton Mannings and you know some of those other players that have had fantastic careers, um, won multiple Super Bowls. I mean, he wins this one. I think he gets right up there with Joe and and Tom. I really do. As as much as you know, other quarterbacks have 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 won. 
um, and, and Peyton's, you know, one of the all-time playoff winning quarterbacks. I, I just think if he wins number three, you know, Troy Aikman's there, Terry Bradshaw won four, and he's only 28. Yeah. So that's what's crazy I mean, that he's he's still like in his prime, entering his prime. I mean, that that's what's uh nuts for sure, Joe. Uh, and Joe, I'm gonna be I'm I'm excited. I, I'm gonna be able to speak to Mahomes and get more in depth in it. Uh, I'll be in Vegas all next week. Um, and, and so we'll have some cool stories to share. We'll be uh, doing this from Radio Row next week. Joe, I don't know if you saw this on um, social media, but the hotel I'm staying at, the media hotel, is the Luxor, which is, you know, like that Egyptian pyramid. pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for Super Bowl week, it's been rebranded by Doritos. It looks like a huge Doritos <laughs> tortilla chip with with Doritos branding on it. So I'm staying at the big Dorito, Joe. I love it. I love it. You're going to be, uh, you know, Cool Ranch or or regular <laughs> nacho cheese. What's your favorite, Jeff? I, I have a feeling I'm going to be sampling some of both. I'm sure it's going to be a really think, healthy week of, of eating. I think I think you will. And I love I love uh, all of their uh, different uh, different brands. You know, like the chili. What's the one? The chili one that they have. And and then also, I you know, let's 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 see if we can get uh, Believe in Cheese on on the uh, on on the on the uh, eye. You know, on the uh, or um, what's the thing called the globe the thing? Sphere. The, yeah, the, the sphere. sphere. We'll, so we'll work we on we'll work on that before before I head to the uh, big Dorito and the sphere. Any last thoughts, Joe, about uh, either the, going forward to the Super Bowl or the Chiefs' big win against the Ravens? Yeah, no, I just think for our listeners, you know, enjoy this week. You know, enjoy enjoy the fact that you know if you need to go back and watch that AFC Championship game and watch some of the spectacular catches and and the things and pick up. You know, everybody get all tuned in with uh, all the, all the Swifties get tuned in with the Taylor Swift stuff and, 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 and everything that's going on that's surrounding this chiefs team and sort of their incredible uh, run. Enjoy it. Enjoy this week and, and just, you know, look at the stats and start to watch the shows and get yourself fired up for this game because there's nothing like getting ready for a Super Bowl. The anticipation before this is, is amazing and um, they can put everything behind them. They're in the final two. They made it. Won the AFC. I, you know, I, I think there was a lot of people in this country that doubted this team uh, when they had their little bit of struggles there, but you know they persevered. And and I'll just leave everybody with one final thought: it all comes down to culture. It all comes down to having a culture. And I think a lot of times culture trumps talent. And there's you know 1,600 players in the NFL. They're all NFL players, but this is culture is what gets teams to the Super Bowl. Um, it's what gets them to championship games. It's what how you win division after division after division. And and I think just as Chiefs fans and people who are fans of the team, just just absorb that culture because it's really powerful. Great point, Joe. Because I keep going back in both those Bills games, really the whole playoffs. You can throw the Dolphins game in there too, where they the Chiefs were so good in adverse situation that that extreme cold throughout this playoff run. That that culture, that championship DNA. Chiefs had composure in each of these games. They played smart in each of these games where some of the opponents, you're like, what are they doing here? Like I've been critical of the Ravens, whether it was their demeanor, uh, some of the teams, you know, like the penalties of the Ravens, yeah. but some of the, some of the maybe not performing as well in, in crunch time with Diggs missing uh, the catch in, in the end zone for the Bills right. and, and the Bills going deep instead of just moving all these other teams faltered where the Chiefs had that composure. They they were uh, 
You know, they they never falter. And how about this, Jeff? How about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes going deep to MVS on the basically right. the same play? I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's the same play. You go back to that Eagles loss, right, where MVS could have solidified the game and, and won the game, which would have been a big boost for the team, right, beating the the team that that they had beaten in the Super Bowl as, as that rematch. And they go back to MVS, man. Like that to me, how, how does that make you feel when you're MVS and you're in the huddle, okay, and you know in the back of your mind when they call that play, you know, listen, players think like that. They, they have flashbacks, you know, they have, they have long memories and for the chiefs and Andy Reed and Patrick Mahomes to make that call, just, that just tells you, man, that you, you, you love your guys you're in battle with. And I'm going, I'm going to MVS on the same play that he really kind of cost them the game. And what do they do? They go right back to him on it. Like to me, that that's culture. I'm just, I just, I can't say enough about, about how this team really embodies you know team and brotherhood you know and and just having a a a, a team of players that really pull together so i don't know i just had to throw that one in there too because that when i saw mbs make that catch first and i've seen a lot of stuff on social media where they'll they'll put the two side by side and they went right back to him man that's trust and that's to me why this team is here despite not maybe always being the most talented team this season this is why they're here. Well said, Joe. Well, if you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, and tune in. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. And go, Chiefs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.